Dialogos Radio's Commentary of the Week. Each week, Michael Navaradegis provides views and opinions on issues pertaining to Greece and to the worldwide Greek community. Coming up next, here on Dialogos Radio. Recently, I was informed, much to my surprise, that the criticism that I have been levying through the Alagos Radio and my published work has become a point of reference for one of the most well-known economists of the United States, Richard Wolff. Approximately one year ago, we had the opportunity here at the Alagos Radio to interview Wolff, an interview which was of great interest and which focused on pertinent economic issues facing Greece. Wolff is an economist with a great reputation and some exceptional ideas and proposals, especially especially regarding the so-called post-capitalist future. In a recent speech given by Wolf about the Greek economic crisis at the New School in New York City, where he teaches, Wolf made extensive mention of the critics of the city's led government in Greece, and happened to refer to me by name as one of those critics. In our view, such a mention puts us on the map, as it proves that our work is being read and taken into account as part of the ongoing dialogue regarding the economic and political situation in Greece. However, at this point, I must take the opportunity to correct the Honorable Professor Wolf on a couple of important points. Many of us who are levying criticism toward the new Syriza-led coalition government in Greece are not doing so because we believe the government isn't doing anything. Indeed, we are criticizing it for what the government is doing, namely continuing many of the same policies as its predecessors, policies which it promised would stop once Syriza came to power. We have spoken out about the hypocrisy of Syriza and its many broken promises in several of our previous commentaries here on the Alos Radio, but it is always worth noting some new developments of the past few days, during which we've seen the payment of a new loan installment to the IMF totaling 750 million euros, money which likely comes from the 600 million euros the Bank of Greece claims it collected from state agencies, local governments, and public insurance and pension funds as a result of the recent executive decree handed down by the government, though it has also been reported that this new loan payment was made using Greece's funds that were held in the IMF's own internal currency, something which means that Greece essentially borrowed money from the IMF with interest in order to repay the very same IMF. We saw the otherwise heroic finance minister Yanis Varoufakis state, yet again, that Greece would make its payments to the International Monetary Fund and that the Greek government has the willingness to repay all of its creditors in full. We heard Eric Toussaint of the Committee for the Abolition of Third World Debt, whom we recently interviewed here on the Alagos Radio state, that we will know by the 18th of June whether Greece's public debt is illegal or not, while At the same time, Tusin has spoken out against critics of Finance Minister Yanis Varoufakis, despite the fact that Varoufakis has repeatedly stated that Greece's debt is legal and that the Greek government has every intention of repaying it fully. And we saw the government take further steps toward the privatization of key airports and harbors, while leaving open the possibility of more tax hikes, the maintenance of the highly unpopular and controversial unified property tax, and the possibility of further cuts to pensions and social services. The government really must clarify for us whether these measures are part of its so-called budgeted financial proposals, which were being continuously touted by Syriza prior to the elections. 
And besides this, the current government has continued the practice of doling out patronage positions to family members and partners of high-ranking members of the government, while we also saw the return of the highly corrupt Ilambi Stagmatarchis as general director of the supposedly relaunched national broadcaster ERT, an individual who had previously been placed in the same post by former Greek Prime Minister George Papandreou. However, perhaps the clearest signal of all regarding the Greek government's true intentions came from Syriza representative and the vice president of the Hellenic parliament, Yanis Balafas, who stated that Syriza had never actually promised that it would tear apart the memorandum agreements or abolish them with one single law. This despite the fact that those very words were used by Tsipras before he became prime minister. Mr. Wolf, in his speech, also stated that Syriza's critics do not have any alternatives to propose. Indeed, this is something that many people who disagree with criticisms towards Syriza keep stating, which is a clear indication that they cannot refute arguments against Syriza with clear arguments of their own. Without getting into a detailed political and economic analysis, however, I will mention just some of the many policy proposals which Greece could undertake, none of which have been even considered by the current Syriza-led government. These include exiting the Eurozone and leaving the Euro European Union, re-establishing a national domestic currency, declaring an immediate stoppage of payments and writing off as much of the public debt as possible, performing a true audit of Greece's national debt as well as all of the contracts and expenditures of all Greek governments of the past several decades, a total stripping away of parliamentary immunity, a full constitutional revision with the participation of Greek citizens, the nationalization of Greece's banks and the Central Bank of Greece, a return to a simple proportional electoral system and the abolition of the 50-seat bonus afforded to the winner of an election, the total reform of Greece's corrupt and backlogged justice system, the establishment of a constitutional court, criminal investigations and charges against Greek politicians and oligarchs, measures to assist small businesses, farmers, and whatever little is left of Greece's industry and measures to help them rebuild, a total revamp of Greece's education system and an end to the system of rote learning, lowering taxes sharply for the lower and middle classes, and the lowering or elimination of taxes for domestically produced goods, a new emphasis on social services and healthcare, return of the minimum wage to a living wage, and pegging it to the inflation rate, incentives for the return of young Greeks who have migrated abroad, and the full cancellation of all austerity measures and laws passed as a result of the memorandum agreements of the past six years. Mr. Wolf and others who are critical of those who are voicing opposition to the actions of the Syriza-led government need to understand one thing, that criticism, especially when it is supported by facts and coherent arguments, is a good thing and indeed it is an essential part of a democracy and a democratic debate. And unfortunately, in the first three plus months of the Syriza-led government in Greece, the government has not given us many reasons to be optimistic. We truly wish this was not the case because above all, what we want is the good of Greece and the Greek people. People, independent of any political or partisan interests. However, we believe that a critique of the government's actions is warranted from journalists when we see the government outright violating its pre-election promises and pledges and continuing the same policies and practices as its predecessors. Many people both within and outside of Greece have been falling into the same trap, believing that the Syriza-led government is comprised of fresh and innocent faces who have the best intentions and who are simply being thwarted by the bad 
Europeans. What we suggest to such individuals, including the Honorable Professor Wolf, is to look more closely at Syriza and its personnel, to see that 12 current government ministers are former PASOK members, while the Syriza-nominated president of the Republic is a former minister with New Democracy. Mr. Wolf and others then need to look no further than the government's own statements and actions which reveal, on their own, the violation of the government's pre-election pledges and promises.